0: We're glad to see everybody in the Lord's house tonight. And if, if we've got any visitors, we want you to feel welcome. And uh, I've got a scripture I want to read. Uh, in the third chapter of 1 John, real familiar scripture. First verse, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And uh, behold what manner of love. And that's beyond my understanding, but... But God so loved the world that He sent Jesus to die for us. Let's stand for a word of prayer. Our Father, we thank You, Lord, for. Your Son that come out of glory, Father, and paid our debt at Calvary. We thank you, Father, for your great love and our God, your mercy and all your blessings that you bestowed upon us. Lord, you've been so good to us. We could never number the blessings, but Father, we thank you and we pray this evening, Father, that you'd help us that we could humble our lives and worship you this evening in spirit and in truth. Just help us each one to present our bodies a living sacrifice for your glory, that our God, your name, might be glorified in this service. We pray that you'd bless every every for your glory in Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen. Page
1: 180. <laughs> like to ask the church to gather in for altar prayer. Uh, We're going to skip handshake again and we'll sing this next song.
2: to be here we want to welcome all of our visitors uh, brother carl already mentioned that but uh, surely once you to feel welcome uh, it's good to be here on a cold winter day uh, glad we got opportunity and health to be here and uh, thankful for each and every one made an effort to come out and uh, we wonder at this time if anyone have a unspoken prayer request Uh, anyone have a spoken request? Uh, remember our pastor? Uh, he's, heard he's a little under the weather. A lot of flus and things going around. That's pretty rough. Uh, We're uh, glad to see Brother Neal here tonight. Thankful he's come. you won't have anything? Well, we pray. Pastor Brother Billy Ray Leeson in prayer.
3: Our most kind
2: and gracious
0: in
4: the and wise heavenly father, we want thank the Lord that you for this another opportunity that you've let us come together with our brothers and sisters. Lord, that we might be able, Father,
0: to try and get ourselves out of the way and humble ourselves before you, God, that you might be able to use us in thy kingdom work here in the world. realize, Father, that time is quickly passing by, Lord, and we pray, God, while we're here and while we've given us time, that we might be able, Father, to pray for our people, today. God, you might
4: look down and convince their hearts and their souls, Father, and them realize that they need the Lord more
0: than anything in the world. Father, if they die in the condition that they're in, in hell, they'll lift their eyes. God, I pray for those that are walking in the God, you might stir up the gift of God
3: and stand there. So Father, they might be able, Lord, to be alive and help to others. Father, they might be able to feel down in their heart your great love as it moves, Father. Help them to understand what they need to do with thee. Father, we ain't up with us now through this service. We to bless, bless our to We pray that you help them, Father, to help look down,
0: Father and we might be able to be better, might come back to us soon. God go with us now we'll do this service and whatever accomplished we'll thank you for
2: it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs> we uh, more this time if have a solemn have a testimony. have a whole lot on our heart. But uh, we're uh, thankful to try to stand when it's our turn. And uh, it's a good thing to be on the list. You know, we we have services, or we used to sometimes, where we'd hesitate for someone would come up to lead the service. But at least we have someone appointed to uh, lead the service. And if someone has it on their heart, uh, I'd be gladly to go sit down. But uh, we sure uh, thankful for our church. Uh, be pretty soon twenty eight years uh, since I got saved and joined this church, and uh, it's uh, been the best thing that I've ever done. Uh, don't always do the the right things, but I got something in my heart that tells me when it's wrong. And uh, even though sometimes I still do the wrong things, but never have I done the wrong thing that I didn't know it was wrong first. And uh, that's one thing that getting saved gives you. And uh, uh, there's no accidents, accidentally doing something wrong. That's not the way it works. And uh, we'll be the first to raise our hand that we have to ask God to forgive us every day yeah, sometimes every hour, but, uh, we, uh, will try to follow him and do the best we can, and, uh, there's none of us perfect on this earth, none, not one, and, uh, I wonder if anyone would have a song. If, uh, no one has anything, I'm going to turn back over to Brother Carl, and, uh, let him lead the rest away. we appreciate Brother Carl.
0: Oh we got a good crowd. I appreciate being in God's house and uh, I was thinking. I was thinking about that scripture I read, Behold what manner of love the Father bestowed upon us. And he done that when we was unlovable. As far as I'm concerned, I'm still unlovable. Uh, Now, what's down in here is not. But then at the next verse, he said, It doth not yet appear what what we shall be, but we know we'll be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Then, then, He'll be justified, that's probably the wrong word to use, but He'll have a reason to love us then, because we'll be perfect both soul and body, and uh, something to look forward to. Anybody got a testimony or a song? He got a song. We'd love to hear it. I believe it was Elisha one time. King called him, wanted him to prophesy, and he said, "Call me a minstrel." And he said, while the minstrel played, the spirit fell on Elisha. And uh, so it's it's a help. It's a help to our preachers. it don't matter whether they're singing or not, testimonies prayers or whatever if 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 they feel a little something in the service it kind of gives them a little boost gives all of us a boost i'm talking too much is there anybody got anything and the Lord will help us every day. Joshua, Joshua told the children of Israel, said, choose you this day whom you'll serve. And we got that choice to make hundreds of times a day. Seem like the devil come along with giving us one problem right after another. And, uh, we got a choice to make. And, uh, we choose to follow God he's pleased with us and if we don't he's not pleased anybody else got anything let pray for her.
5: pray for me God gave me this song before I even got to church and I just want to do what he wants me to do but I'm really nervous so pray for me Is the face that I see in the mirror The one I want others to see Do I show in the way that I walk in my life The love that you've given to me My heart desires to be like you In all that I do, all I am. Do they see Jesus in me? Do they recognize your face? Do I communicate your love and your grace? Do I reflect who you are? In the way I choose to be Do they see Jesus, Jesus in me? It's amazing that you'd ever use me But use me the way you will Help me to hold out a heart of compassion and grace, a heart that your spirit fills. May I show forgiveness and mercy the same way you've shown it to me. Do they see Jesus, Jesus in me? Now I want to show all the world that you are The reason I live and breathe So you'll be the one that they see When they see me Do they see Jesus in me? Do they recognize your face? do i communicate your love and your grace do i reflect who you are in the way i choose to be do they see jesus jesus in me
0: If, if if somebody don't see Jesus in us, we've, uh, we've come short somewhere. And uh, because it, if we live the way the Lord wants us to, somebody's going to see it. Somebody's going to take notice. The disciples, they, they took note that they'd been with Jesus. And they'll take note of us the same way. It's a good song. Somebody else. good to be in God's house, and the Lord's been good to us, and uh, we sang several songs in the choir, and the young people do, about God's blessing us and being good to us, and and uh, every one of them's my favorites, because I, I can relate to that. God's been so good to me, and uh He's a, he's allowed me to be a in this church just about all my life. My mom started bringing me to this church when they was having church in houses, and that was before they built the church over on Elber Street. And uh, I didn't get saved till I was 15 years old, though. But it's the best thing ever happened to me. And uh, I'm talking too much. Anybody else got anything? Okay, who's going to preach? I'm not going to miss Neil. I don't know who feels like it or if anybody does, but if you got, if you got something, come on. Let's pray for Neil.
6: I appreciate being here i appreciate the way the lord works you know i didn't know if i didn't have much but uh, lord put a an old familiar story on my heart and lord really impressed me to, to read it and i'd like to try my best and preach and um you know but you just pray for me and if not i'll sit down and turn over one of these other fellows but um my thoughts were uh about the rich man the beggar and uh the first thing i thought about was you know, obviously, you know heaven and hell are real. You know, you can't have a heaven without a hell, and and um, I'm glad I chose heaven one day. And um, my thoughts were along about the rich man when he's he's in hell looking up, he's tormented, and you know he said send Lazarus back. And I thought about you know well if you're if you're lost and you've had the gospel preached to you, which I believe everybody does, I believe everybody has an opportunity, and you're going to remember that opportunity. And I thought about well. If you're in hell looking up or who are you going to say you're going to say send send Jordan to preach somebody a message or you know send cooper or maybe Terry and um but I just wanted to I just want to read through this and um i just I just want to follow the Lord tonight, but um you just pray and so this is uh Luke in chapter sixteen, and we're going to start at verse nineteen I'll give you a minute to turn but I just appreciate being here and just want to settle down a little bit and just uh Follow the Lord because he's, he's worth serving. And, you know, we, we come here and we follow the Lord and, and try to serve him. And, and um, there's nothing like it. But um, so you just, you just read along if you feel like it. Um, verse 19 says, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at the gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And you know, naturally speaking, that's a bad place to be. But I was there spiritually one time too, just desiring the crumbs from the table. And um, well, let's just read on. I said, verse 22, it said, it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried away by the, carried away by the angels unto Abraham's bosom. And I just, that, I just that just blesses me when I die, Bill, I'm going to be carried away to Abraham's bosom. Um, so let's keep going. And it said, and the rich man also died. We're all going to die. We all we're all gonna we're all either gonna go to heaven or hell. I can tell you right here now. I'm gonna be carried away to Abraham's bosom because of a choice I made when I was a nine-year-old boy. When the message which preached to me, I had a stirring inside. I thought about today on the way here just how. How can you describe the feeling that you have? I mean, I, when the Lord wants you to preach or, you know, do something, sing, whatever, I, it's a burning inside. And I love the way Jeremiah describes it about a fire. There's not a, that's a, I love that description because that's what it feels like when I, when you need to move and follow the Lord is there's a fire inside. And it said, and he was buried. Verse 23, and said, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And I thought about that. When you're in hell being tormented, you're going to be able to look and see how good heaven is. But I'm not going to be able to look down and see how bad it is, because there's, no, there's nothing bad in heaven. I'm not going to be able to see you down there. If you're lost, I'm not going to be able to see you, but you're going to be able to look up and see that. Um, in verse 24, it said, He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, It's too late for mercy at that point. You've already made your choice. When you die and go to hell, you've made your choice. I hate. I. I don't like that it's that way, but I'm glad it is that way because the Lord made it way for us. I'm gonna skip down here, but what I love about this, and they're talking. He's talking. Abraham's talking to Lazarus. He said, "Abraham, that said, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented." But here's what I like. And it said, besides all this, between us and you, there's a great golf fix that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us. And they would come thence. You can't, there's no moving around. You're going there and you're going there forever. But um, let's keep going. Verse 27, he said, and he said, I pray thee unto the father that thou would send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, and I testify unto them that they also come into this place of torment. And I just thought about that. When you're in hell, you're going you're gonna to want your people not to go there. And that's what he's, that's what he's saying. If you're lost here tonight, and, you're, and, and you don't, when you get to hell, you're going to be, man, I don't want anybody else to go here, but it's going to be too late. But I just really appreciate that little thought. and uh, I, I, I just love coming, and I love trying, and uh, just keep praying for me. But uh, I'll just turn it back over to Carl.
0: We appreciate Neil and uh, that's a that scripture's used a lot, but it's got a whole lot in it. <clears throat> Anybody else, any of you other preachers got anything? You got anything, Brent? You got anything?
2: He had a chance, yeah. and he knew that it was going to be a wrong decision, and it was an everlasting wrong decision to not follow God. I'm like me, I'm glad I got
0: a place to go. Now yeah, there's a scripture, and I may not be able to quote it just exactly, but. uh talks about if, if we sin willfully after we come to the knowledge of the truth there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin but a certain fearful looking for a judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversary when God the day God called me I come just real close to turning him away if And everybody knows my story. If Edna Mason hadn't come to me that morning, I'd have probably stood right there and held onto the bench and went home lost. And where would I be today? I have no idea. But Edna comes, said, you need to go pray, and I come out of there. And God spoke peace to my soul, and it's been there ever since. That's a step well worth taking. I, the Bible said, "Be ready always to give an answer to any man that asketh thee a reason of the hope that's in you." Tell him about getting saved. I, that's, I love that song the, the kids sang. If there's no God, yeah. they come down to that part. I'll tell you what Jesus done for me, yeah. and that's that's what we're supposed to do. That goes along with the song she sang. Let them see Jesus. Right. Anybody else got anything? pray for him.
1: I had often been told of a babe in a manger there in Bethlehem, how he fed the multitude there on that mountain with two fish and five loaves of bread, how he walked upon the stormy waters and calm the raging sea heal the sick and raise the dead cause the blinded eyes to see then one day i found myself so unworthy wretched sentenced to die but from the blessed gospel god sent a messenger bringing to me words of life old time conviction soon turned to salvation my soul was washed and made clean then all that i heard about this sweet savior that night became truth to me my soul took a trip up calvary's hill caught a glimpse of a man on the cross saw the sight that was pierced where the fountain was open flowing to pay sin's cost i knelt and repented cried out for mercy his spirit made me anew I rose up in victory, shouting aloud, It's true, hallelujah, it's true. A babe in a manger turned into a Savior, My eyes were open that night. The sweet Holy Spirit spoke to my heart, Then suddenly all things were right. I knelt and repented, cried out for mercy, His Spirit made me anew. I rose up in victory, shouting aloud, It's true, hallelujah, it's true, it's true,
0: hallelujah, it's true. absolutely the truest thing there is and you can read you can read this book and all these stories all these stories about Jesus in it if you can read it like a a novel or fiction if you want to but it, from from Genesis to Revelation that's the absolute truth of God and uh, I believe every bit of it I don't, I don't understand it, half of it, but I, I believe it. If God said it, it's, it's the absolute truth. He told me he'd save me, and he did. He proved himself. And he told me he'd keep me, and he has. So he, he keeps his promises. Anybody else? good testimony If all the Lord ever done for any one of us was just save us that was that was more than that was what we needed That'll take us to heaven if we never got another blessing But he's been blessing me ever since Anybody else Pray for
7: me. I've been debating and I thought, well, if I'm arguing with myself this bad, Lord must really want me to do it. So you pray for me. I've got a little something I want to read and um, it lines up so good. My, my, all my thoughts today and what I've been reading went with, you know, Emily's song and the things that have been said. And uh, I said, Lord, I don't want to get up there and say this just because it fits in. And I was really struggling. I thought, Lord, I want to preach it because you gave it to me. And uh, so you really pray. I, I want to read out of uh, Psalms. It's a 13th chapter. And uh, I'm going to skip over into Daniel. But I I love how it depicts this. And uh, I kind of... Felt like maybe this is how Lazarus got through it. All the turmoil in his life sitting there at that gate. But in the 13th chapter of Psalms it says, How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Lighten my eyes lest I sleep in sleep of death lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved but I have trusted in thy mercy my heart shall rejoice in thy salvation I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountiful with me that sounds like a bad spot to be so happy and uh I, th- I love that verse, that whole little chapter there. It's so small. It's, it's only six verses. But there is so much power in those six verses. You know, I thought about there so many times, every one of us has gotten this point, where you'll be wandering through life, and you know you're saved, you know God's been good to you. But it feels like there's a cloud of smoke all around you. It feels like it's just sticking to you. Like you just can't get away from it. It's weighing you down. It's clouding your vision. And uh, that's what I kind of thought about when I read this. But uh, I want to read over here in Daniel real quick. This is about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And uh, in the halfway through the 24th verse, it says Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. I always wondered, how did he know that? I always thought, well, he didn't know the Lord. How would he know that was Christ? I'm telling you, folks, when I sat back there, I knew exactly who Christ was. I knew it. He talked to me like no one had ever talked to me before. The clouds had definitely moved that day. And things had changed in my life. But it goes on, it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fire, or fiery furnace, and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come forth. And come hither, then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the kings... counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was a hair on their head singed, neither were the coats changed, nor the smell of the fire passed on them. I love that. Even though life can get in your way, it can suffocate you and try its hardest. It'll never touch a child of the king. It'll never wipe itself on you so much that God doesn't recognize you. It said, you know, it said the smell wasn't even on them. Folks, I get around somebody, sometimes I'll go into their house to fix their phone lines or something, and if they've been smoking, I walk out smelling like smoke. But it says that didn't happen to these boys, and they were in the midst of the hottest fire that ever was. It doesn't matter what troubles you got, God will always pass by. He'll always take care of you. The worst trouble you'll ever find yourself in, Taylor, is when you're lost. The worst trouble is when you're lost and you're going to hell. You're going to find yourself in the hottest fire that ever was. But if you lean on the Lord, you trust in Him, He will make sure that you walk through that fire unscathed and you'll just carry on to glory. Thank God when I was eight years old, I passed through that fire. It comes that way. You have to come through the Lord. You're not going to go to heaven any other way. I don't care what people tell you, what you're reading some books. My book says you must be born again. You must be saved. If you're not saved, you don't have a chance. You don't have a prayer in getting there. But if you want to get over to that land that we preach about, that we sing about, that we testify about with tears and joy in our voices, You've got to be saved. There's no other way. I don't know what people think about sometimes. I know in my mind, I was making excuses. I thought, well, I'll figure something out. There's got to be something else. I, I, I just can't do it that way. God never gave me another option. He said, this is it. You take it or you end up here. There's only two options in life. I used to think, God, you know, you've been so good to me. Why would you make it so hard? He didn't. He made the way. He made it easy for me. He went to a cross and died on Calvary. He did everything for me. I had to do nothing. Just come. Be be heard by Him. Lord, here I am. How easy is that? That's the easiest thing you'll ever do in your life is come and get saved. Why? Because it's already been done. The sacrifice is made. The preparations are there. You know, I love the analogy of having a plane ticket. You know, if I had a plane ticket to Florida, somebody paid for me, had it all ready, said, hey, all you got to do is just take the ticket and show up. If I didn't take the ticket and show up, whose fault is it? It's not the person that prepared it. It's not the person that did everything they could to get me there. It's my fault because I didn't choose to go. It's my fault because I didn't do it the way they said. Well, I figured I could just drive there. Well, you know what, buddy, that's not the way the Lord said to do it. He said, get on the plane. If you're lost and God's calling you, what are you waiting on? What do you you got going on that's holding you back? Like I said, mine was excuses. It was a a fear. It was a, a thought in my head that maybe this just won't work out. Maybe this isn't real. I found out when I moved with humbleness and a heart that was so broken, I found out that it was real. It was realer than anything I'd ever known. It was true. Every word that the preacher preached to me, it was true. It became more than I'd ever known. And I wish I could just take my heart and give it to somebody and let them try it out. Because I know that they would give it back to me and say, buddy, I'm going to go get my share of it. I'm going to go get that. I'm going to claim it. That's too good to pass up. I want some of that. You know, I, I love that song Emily sang, talking about, you know, being a witness, basically. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You talk about some witnesses. Nebuchadnezzar saw Christ in the midst of that fire. He, you know, saw these three men and he didn't see any... Singes on them. Didn't see that their wardrobe was changed. Didn't smell the fire on them. What a miracle. They, you know, when you think about it. those fellows never followed God, if they never did their job, if they never put themselves in a place where God could use them, that king would have probably never seen that. You know, thank God that we have a part in this. And if you're not doing your job for the Lord, what are you waiting on? We've got too many people Come into the house of the Lord, and I thank God that you come. That are lost, that are seeking for something, they're struggling, they need the Lord. We need to do everything we can to make it easy for them. I always think about this when I'm working. You know, I go into a lot of people's houses, and the first thing I want them to see is me smiling. I've kind of made that a point in my life, you know, reading the Bible. I've kind of seen that there's a pretty basic fact. Most people try to show people the joy in their life. That's the greatest witness you can do. Is show people it's fun to be a Christian. There's a joy about it. You know, I know that I'm happy being a Christian. I know God's blessing me. But I want other people to know it too. I want them to know what I've got. And when you walk into these, or when I walk into these houses, sometimes, you know, people notice that. Sometimes, you know, I, it seems like they don't. I had a, a young lady, uh, you know, young, ripe age, probably in her 70s, and she came up to me and she said, Honey... She goes, when I meet a nice young man, and don't laugh about that, but when I meet a nice young man, she goes, I like to give him one of these, and it was a little prairie quest thing, and it had a little stone on it that you keep in your pocket to always remember the Lord loves you. And we got to talking, I said, well, I go to Lyman Missionary Baptist Church, and she said, really? She goes, one of the members at our church got saved there. And I thought, that's good. That's how good God is. And we got to talking about that and kind of rejoicing about it. And she goes, you need prayer for anything? You know, she, she just felt like asking. I, I said, no, not at the moment. But I knew why God had her ask me. Because we needed that connection amongst each other. We needed that. I needed her as much as she needed me that day. And I felt like, Lord, you put this together. Thank you, Lord. And it powered me for the next couple of days. And every once in a while I still think about it. What I'm getting at is, You and your life is so important to helping somebody else. If I was lost, that woman would have been a light to me. I know it. I know she would have been a real light to me. We don't know who we're going to impact day to day. But it is your job as a Christian to make sure that you do the utmost to make sure everybody that's in your way that's lost knows what you've got and that they can get it. Ah, right, it's enough preaching. I better stop. But I do want to get one song. And if you're here tonight and you're lost, don't pass up the greatest gift God's ever given to this world in salvation. What's holding you back? What, what's worth going home and not getting this gift? What is it that you're sitting there saying, well, not tonight. I'm not doing this. This ain't for me. What is it that's making you say those things? What, what is it? Think about it. Take inventory. Have you ever really thought about it? Who are you fighting? I remember, you know, I sat there and I struggled bad. I struggled bad with getting saved. It took me a while. I think about it now and it kind of makes me overjoy because I got it. I've got it now. Nobody's taking that from me. But I remember sitting there thinking, man, this is so hard. And I'd fight and I'd struggle. And it'd break my heart. Every time I'd leave the church house, I knew I didn't have it. But the only person I was fighting with was myself. I wasn't fighting with God, I wasn't wrestling with the preacher. I was wrestling with myself. I was making a fool of myself, and I didn't even know it. That's exactly what I was doing. I was the butt of the joke, and the devil was laughing his pants off. He knew that he was winning, and I had not a clue. Don't let Satan beat you out of the best thing that'll ever happen to you. Don't let him have the satisfaction of bringing you down and your whole life down. Don't give him the satisfaction of dragging the next generations after you down with you. That's what he wants. That's what, he's, that's what His goal is. To secretly maneuver into your life and take away that blessing. But God, like I said, He did it all. He made sure that the gift was there. He made sure that it was paid for. All you have to do is accept it. Don't let Satan, Satan sneak up and steal your mail when God's got a letter in there for you. Make sure that you claim it when it's available. Go ahead and sing. tonight. Please come. God's given opportunity. He's blessed us to have church tonight. He's blessed us to gather in and feel His Spirit. And if He's asking you to come, that's the greatest gift that ever has been made. If He's asking you to come and claim that, that's that's an amazing gift pretty good offers on things in my life before, but the offer I got from God one day don't mean nothing that beats that. And if I could just show you that, if I could just give you a piece of it to let you know what I'm talking about, what God's trying to show you this evening,
3: I know you would want
7: it. I know you would come and get it. So what is it that's holding you back? Stop wrestling with yourself. Stop wrestling with the thoughts in your mind. Question it with your heart.
3: When I started getting my mind out of the way, and I started
7: thinking about things with my heart, my mind lined up and realized, we need to follow this guy. We need to come and get that gift. Please come. Whoever you are. I don't know anybody's hearts. I don't know what your situation is, but. God knows all about that. And he wouldn't have given the songs tonight. He wouldn't have given the preaching tonight if somebody didn't need it. So, if somebody needs it, who is it? Well, each of us should be saying, Lord, is it me?
3: Lord,
7: where, where am I to You know, I do that. I have to do that daily. It seems like every hour, like Mike said. But if you find yourself questioning whether you've been saved or not, come and find out. And if you know you're not saved and God showed you that, come and get saved. If God showed you that you're out of church and you're not in fellowship, come and get things fixed up so that you can help those people that are lost get
3: in. There's a lot of people in
7: our church. I thank God for that. It's easy to hide. But don't walk around thinking somebody else is going to fill your shoes. You know, I, I think about some of those that have passed on that used to sit up here, and I used to sit in the midst of them when I was a young young man, I thought, Lord, thank you for giving those men to me. Thank you for letting them pass by while I was here. Every Every day I think about one or two or almost all of them and how, how they impacted my life spiritually. A lot of people in this church, and I, I can honestly say, every single one of them, I've thought about from time to time. There's been things I've thought, Lord, I really appreciate that song. I really appreciate that testimony. I really appreciate them showing up every time the door's open. There's a lot of different reasons people impact
3: them. Do
7: your job to the fullest. Bible tells us. I appreciate that song I don't feel like asking for another one but God's been good tonight he's given ample opportunity and uh, I remember there was a lot of times when I was lost I used to think man whew, I hope this is the last one I'm ready to get out of here I, and I knew if I got home I could find something to take my mind off of what just took place whether it was a a video game or a TV show or, you know, maybe some game I was messing with, a board game or a puzzle or whatever it may have been. I knew if I got home, I could find something to take my mind off of what just took place. You say, preacher, what took place? Lord called me and I was lost. I need to get saved. He begged unto me. He, he called unto me. But I, all I cared about was getting out of there. How, how big of a shame is that? I didn't know it at the time, but I was disrespectful for the Lord, to the Lord for probably four or five years. I thought. Now I look back on it. I thank God. I'm so sorry that I didn't come sooner. You know, it was like it was like if my grandma, you know, every Sunday she makes a meal, and I thank God for that. It's, it's a good time just getting together with the family. But if she made a meal and I just said I ain't coming, and I did that for four years. I know she put the work in. I knew she prepared a good meal, but I just said, I ain't coming. I don't want any part of it. How disrespectful would that be to her? The fact that she was willing to do something for me out of love. How disrespectful. There's no difference. Actually, there is. There's a lot bigger difference. By disrespecting God when you're saying, I'm not getting saved, Lord, I don't want this gift. I don't want any part of it. You're disrespecting the God a whole lot more. I mean, that is the greatest disrespect. What's holding you back? Why are you holding on to something that you're losing at? Nobody likes to hear that. Nobody likes to hear that they're losing or they're wrong or that they're on the short end of the stick. But I'm telling you, if you're, if you're going against God, you're losing. And you're losing bad. The Bible shows us that. It shows us that, you know, the one that goes against him is always the one that fails. The one that tries to, you know, do it his own way always slips up. But those who follow Christ and follow him diligently, they always come out on top. You know, like, it's, you know, like uh, uh, Neil read earlier, Lazarus didn't have it easy in life. We're not talking about that. But we're, we're talking about at the end of the day, Lazarus won. And he finished with, you know, I like to think of it this way. If Lazarus was coming across the finish line, everybody else was way back there. He came gleaming through. He set records when he come through. I want to be in that bunch. I want to come through, you know, with the saved. I want to come through with the happy and the joyful. I don't want to be sitting back there and they're picking me up with a a cart taking me to the morgue because I passed out dead before I got to the finish line. I want to succeed. And I want to see my family succeed. I want to see my future children succeed. I think sometimes we forget about how big of an impact we have. If my mom and dad didn't bring me to church, I probably wouldn't have came. I wouldn't have tried to serve the Lord. I wouldn't have tried to do the best I could for Him. I know I wouldn't have been a preacher. Maybe God would have changed those things, but it makes it a lot easier When you're doing your best for God, for your children to do their best. I look at Terry and his family. That's a great example. You know, you look at Terry and Linda. I mean, it wasn't like Linda came from a a gleaming background for Christianity. But they decided one day that she was going to serve God. And she was going to serve him to the fullest. And she's been a help to her family. You know, Blaine and his children, they're all a good help to the church. It carries on. God blesses us if we strive for him. That's all i got, but I just wanted to leave that thought with you. What are you doing for God? Where do you stand with him? And what is it that's holding you back? Good to be here tonight. Appreciate your prayers.
0: Appreciate Jordan's message. And uh, Is anybody seeing Jesus in us? It goes right back to the song she sang. But, uh, if you live for him, somebody will, somebody will notice. Anybody else got anything? We appreciate this service. I've enjoyed it. Uh, God's blessed us again. And I appreciate God calling preachers still yet. Uh, and we need to pray for these guys. That ain't an easy job. Every one of us ought to know that from trying to get up here and lead prayer meeting. Uh, and preaching's a whole lot more of a job than this is. So we need to pray for it. pray for them guys. Nobody else has got anything. We will stand to our feet. And ask Brother Mike to dismiss us.